We're so concerned about the day-to-day that people are not... It's like, for example, if I'm walking right now, if I, if I got to go walk to my office and I do this, it's not exciting because all I'm doing is what? Step, 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 step. Nothing is exciting about it. But if I'm focused on the vision, wow, wow, look at that picture. You're focused, you're just getting... Ex- the process is exciting because you're seeing new things. But if it's a day-to-day shit, it's not exciting. Does that make sense? You have to pick everyone's chin up and say, look at where we're fucking going. Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast not PS. Tune in semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, Bob. Soothing semantic. Yeah, man, Big up, sir, man. Soothing semantic. Another episode of Soothing Semantics. I am your host, Rafi Pinsky, and today we have Mike Barayev. What's going on, dude? What's going on, big man? I'm doing great. How you doing? Amazing. So, another former New Yorker. Everyone's like, oh, so many New Yorkers. Listen, another, you got to start. You, listen, New York is the best place to come from, not to live right now. I can, I can concur with that. So, so I have been, uh, I've checked out some of Mike's content, and you have a marketing company. And Mike is a very fiery, intense dude. He always sounds like he's yelling at someone. There's probably like like a like a sixteen year old guy that he has behind the camera that he like you know. But uh, I always enjoyed that you're so fiery about what you talk about, and it doesn't seem like you're 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 just trying to raise your voice for the hell of it. It's you, there's a lot of passion behind what you're saying, and I, I always respected that. So appreciate that. Uh, we'll we'll definitely share the links to your social media so people can see. Uh, how you yell? How you yell? How I yell at people, huh? I even commented. This is how we we started talking. I just said, "Mike, don't yell at me, dude." Like, now I remember. That's what I said. Now I remember. Okay, I got it. I was like, "Mike, stop yelling at me, bro." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. So sometimes you need somebody to get into your face and say, "Get your ass 100%. up." Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent. My dad, listen, just to get a little background before we get into the podcast. My dad was such a disciplinary kind of guy. Like you went through the military, IDF, right? I think I went through the military in my own household. <laughs> My dad literally disciplined the crap out of me where I had to literally, like, he used to, all I knew was yelling. And it made me tougher. Like, I don't, I'm not this weak, sorry, you know, these days, young guys, 18, 19, 20 years old, they're so weak mentally. It's like they're mm-hmm. so emotionally mm-hmm. broken. And, you know, you just got to have a little bit of some steel, steel balls in my opinion. So Absolutely, man. That's why I'm yelling at people. I want to make no, sure they dude, have some balls it. of steel. I, I like it. I like it. It's, it's, uh. I think after all the snowflakey nonsense, the snowflakey bullshit is going to revert back to the way it was in a sense because there are certain laws of nature that will always stay true at the end of the day. Whether we're talking about attraction, whether we're talking about business, in the end of the, at the end of the day, human beings are in a, we're in our own jungle. It isn't it isn't the wild in Africa, but it is very much the wild in our in our own society. And every society has its own wild, but it's a doggy dog world, man. You know, so it's uh, it's very important to have that thick skin and be able to drive through whatever issue you have and get things done. It's the only way to succeed, in my yeah. opinion, anything you want to do, if you want, you gotta have balls, bro. You gotta like push through when everyone's laughing at you, when everyone's saying it can be done. Like you gotta just go through balls through the walls, you know. And if you don't, you end up like this goat, you know. Oh, dude, I'm gonna put from the window to the wall. From the window. <laughs> And the balls to the wall. Okay, yeah, was, dude, tell us about about the marketing company. Yeah, so just to give you guys a little bit of an idea of how I kind of backstory. So I grew up uh, very very poor. 
as a mm-hmm. very young, you know, uh, my parents got divorced at 14 years old. I was kicked out of eight out of nine schools. I was labeled from anything from A to Z, which is ADD, ADHD, OCD, ODD, like all these bullshit labels. I can't even imagine that, dude. You seem I mean, so calm. I can't even picture Yeah, I mean, that's just the way it was. <laughs> I mean, listen, I was just labeled all these dumb things, which I believe now, a lot of people nowadays get labeled all the time and they believe those labels. I didn't believe those labels, but I ended up in foster care at 14, 15 years old because the government kind of took away, took me away from my parents. And it was just a nightmare. From zero to 19, my life was a living hell, right? It was like a military boot camp war zone for, my, for me. And I just, I, I had a lot of trauma, but at 19 years old, I had, had a mentor that literally changed my life. And my life went from like hell to slowly, gradually becoming heaven, right? I started to learn how to control my mind and control how I speak and how I think. And what ended up happening is I opened up my, my first business at 19. Did, did okay, you know, from 19 till 24, 25, did multi-level marketing. And then at 24 years old, from 18 to 24 years old, what I was doing on the side of that, I was knocking on doors, doing sales, working in the Diamond District in 47th Street, which is a nightmare to work with if you, you know how 47th Street is in Manhattan. Uh, I worked in the streets. I literally did everything you can think of. Worked in a car wash. I did everything. Sold water bottles under a bridge. Like I did it all, right? And throughout the whole process, I, I learned how to be a just focused, right? Just determined and never giving up. And then all of a sudden, 24 years old, I decided to open up my own company which was the marketing company. And from there, my business blew up. We were able to build it in less than three years to, you know, 30 plus million dollars in sales, almost actually 40 million in less than three years. And we were able to build a team of 150 door-to-door sales guys in, you know, very relatively short period of time. And pandemic happened. And I decided that, you know, I don't want to focus on that business anymore. Like sometimes when you're passionate, I'm a very, I'm a kind of guy that's very passionate. And if I, I don't couldn't s- sell it all, dude, I have no idea. Yeah. If, if I'm not excited about it, if I don't see value for the community, if I'm not excited about adding some sort of benefit to somebody around me, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't care about the money. The money's awesome. Mm-hmm. You have to have goals with money, but it's not just about the money. It's about how can you make an impact? How can you add value? How can you make other people's, other people's lives better than the way you found them? Can I so, quickly interject? Hold yes. it, hold it. What I, when I got into real estate recently and doing the podcast, those are, could not be truer. Do I want the money aspect of it? Of course. You have to. Of course. Nothing wrong with but that. But the, the fact that I am so in love with what I'm doing in both both, well, real estate is a career. Uh, podcasting, hopefully, could be of some sort. I love it. So you don't have, but you know, I don't want to interrupt you, but you don't have to love it in order to do it. Like I didn't love knocking on doors. I didn't love what there's I loved always, was the result. Always, there's always going to be a process of correct. it that you don't like. Correct. But the yeah. overall, if you can find beauty and love correct, for correct. most of it, because a lot of people that may be listening to this, they they think that they have to love what they do. I don't love door knocking when I used to do it, mm-hmm. but I love the result of it. I love the the challenges that I overcame because of it. I learned how to. I literally can close anybody knocking on someone's door. Like, think about it. You're knocking on someone's door trying to sell them something. Mm-hmm. They, don't know, they don't know who you are, and right there and then they're signing a freaking bill or signing something in return for your service, right? So it just teaches you many, many valuable lessons, how to connect, how to network, how to really build your stamina, how to get rejected. So many people are afraid oh, to get rejected. that's so important. But what were you selling, by the way, generally? So at that time, I, I sold AT&T Digital Life, which is home security. I've sold uh, Spectrum in the rectum, Time Warner Cable. Uh, uh <laughs> In table events in the middle of the street, I did Verizon, which was the, uh, um, you know, Verizon the top, is the, of course. yeah, one of the best ones. So TV, internet, home phone, satellite, telecommunication stuff. And I also sold T-Mobile, business to business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pretty much did a lot of telecommunications. And then I also did home security as well. So those are like the big Very two cool. industries that I kind of focused on, you know. Um, so kind of get back to my, my story a little bit. 
last year, because I've you know created so much success and helped so many people become successful in sales or whatever, mm -hmm. a lot of people have been asking, hey, Mike, can you help me? Can you coach me? Can you teach me? So I decided to open up my coaching company, which is Barive Coaching, which is a boot camp. I call Barive Bootcamp. I've seen that. And now I teach people how to scale and grow their businesses because a lot of successful entrepreneurs are making six figures or even seven figures, but they're doing all the effing work themselves. And that's not a business. A business is where you have people and you have systems and processes that are working for you. I was telling this to my brother today, and sorry if I'm taking over a little bit, but he's so afraid, like he was so afraid of letting go of a specific dollar amount to get something. And I was like, listen, you went out there, you sold your time, your energy, your resources to work for that money. You literally sold yourself to get a dollar bill. Let's say it's a thousand bucks. You sold a week's worth of work, of energy, to get a thousand bucks. And you can't get the time back. It's, it's gone. Well, it's you can't way. get the time back. That's fine. But you need to do something in the beginning, right? So you're mm -hmm. selling your time to get what? A stupid dollar bill. Sure. But now if you're so afraid to spend that thousand bucks on what you want, what you just did was that money was a, you became a slave to the money, but now you're a slave to the money again. Mm -hmm. And what you need to think about is that that money is not going to be a slave to you. You need to make that money your slave. It's your bitch. It's your tool. Make it work for you. Because if you don't have money working for you, you're literally going to be a slave to the day you die. And one day, if you can't work anymore, you're fucked. Sorry for my language. I don't know if I curse. You can totally curse on this. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry. Right? I don't, I don't like, how big of a relief is that? Oh, amazing. Because some people, I, listen, I don't want to curse. I contemplated, by the way, before doing the episode, I thought about, well, should I curse? Should I not? And I'm like, I have to be me. Sometimes, I have to be some, me. Listen, I don't curse every sentence. I used to. But like when it comes out, it comes out. It's no, an that's emphasis. exactly what I'm saying. Emphasis, baby. Sometimes you have to drop a fuck bomb. You have to. <laughs> you have to, You can make like a noise. Every time something curse, like, boof. Or something, yeah, right? You know, you have to. Some things are just better expressed with the proper cuss. So, long story yeah. short, I was telling my brother, you have to learn how to number one in the beginning stages when you're starting out, be a slave to money, but then make money your bitch, make yes. money your slave. Yes, yes. Because if it's not working for you, you're wasting your time. Yeah, you know what 100%. I mean? Hundred percent. So, so pretty much a lot of entrepreneurs they suffer because they're literally trading their time for money. And I teach them exactly how to x themselves out of their business and have the x factor, which is basically you making money without your physical time because you have the right team and you have the right systems in place to x yourself out. You know what I liked what you were saying? I loved the you posted a video the other day uh, talking about the importance of being a uh, if you if you're a leader, you need to actually show whoever's working for you or working with you that you're willing to do the work yourself. In the beginning. Okay. It's very important, okay. yeah, in the beginning. Because right, right. a lot of mistakes, a lot of people make the mistake that we want to be the leader forever. And that's not the purpose of being a business owner. Oh, 100%, because you want that time, you want that freedom. Yeah, you want to develop leaders in your business so that they can be the example. In the beginning, you got to do the work. Mm -hmm. You got to suffer. You got to eat shit, eat ramen noodles maybe. Suffer, put all your money, your time, your energy into that vision, into that business. But as you grow and as you build your team, you start making money. Now it's about, okay, how do I X myself out? And take, like for example, look at these 10 fingers, right? You put all your 10 fingers into the business. You're doing sales, you're doing marketing, you're doing you're doing the, the legal, you do everything, like with the lawyer, you're doing everything, accounting, payroll, all these different departments that you're doing. But as you grow your business, you want to X yourself out of each one so you can take out all your fingers and have the business work without you physically working. And the only way to do that is to develop leaders in your team. Who can do that for you. Who not could do it for you, they're doing it with you. Because all you're doing as the owner of the company, as a CEO, is you're strategizing with those leaders and giving them the parameters. I need this, this, this done. Here's the KPIs. Go execute. Mm -hmm. And that's what a real business is about. So if you don't have that, you're a slave to your business. Right? If you read a good book by Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I, I swear I was about to say this is a Rich Dad, Poor Dad conversation. It's literally ESBI. Literally, you got to think, yeah, of, how yeah, do yeah, I get yeah. to the B and the I? How do I X myself out? How do I make money Williams all the time. off other people's efforts or how to make money with other people's money instead of you doing all the fucking work? 
Kevin O'Leary, I just saw a clip on it. Uh, he, he just said, um, he said a salary is, is a drug, man. It is. A salary is the drug they give you when they want you to forget about your dreams. Because it's very easy to stay in that world where somebody is mitigating your risk. You just have to perform certain tasks, do them well for a third of your day, and they will feed you a salary. And, and you don't have to think about anything else. And that, for a lot of people, works. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's very noble. Great employees are extremely valuable to build enterprises. He, he mentions it in a, on, on simple terms. There's nothing wrong with, with having a salary if that's what you prefer to have. But understand that you're never going to be able to scale anything to the point that you probably want to. You know, it's an easier, more comfortable route. So Rich people use salaries as a tool to steal your dream. Why? Because, he said. because you're going to make them rich. And there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, I told my brother the other day, you want to be an employee, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being an employee. There's nothing, nothing wrong with being a solopreneur. Nothing wrong with that. But don't go out there crying that you don't have the life that you want, expecting certain results and saying, oh, I, I'm an employee. You can't. Go be a business owner. If you want that, that specific life, then you got to risk a little bit. You got to do something different. People don't have the belief in, belief in themselves. Nothing that's, wrong that's with being is. an employee, but there right. is absolutely something wrong if you want to be an employee and you expect that rich lifestyle. It's not going to happen, buddy. Oh, 100%. Nothing wrong. Like my mom is an employee. I love her to death. She's never gonna open up her own business. That's not who she is. Nothing wrong. Does most that make her a bad are. person? No. Most people. Oh, no, nothing like wrong that. with that. But don't cry that you can't. Exactly. Oh, I want to have this, 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 and that. I want to live that life. I want to have that time or a vacation, whatever it may be. You cannot have it all unless you are willing to risk it all. True. That's the, the mindset. Thing. You know. Couldn't agree more. My opinion, by the way. I don't even think it's an opinion. I think it's factual. You gotta Definitely be nice factual. these days. No, you don't. You gotta be nice. A lot of snowflakes. You do not. You got any snowflakes watching this sometimes? Be a Probably few. a couple of the, snowflakes. The, the, Listen, the snowflakes, I love you, snowflakes. Work for me. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger the the bigger the numbers, the bigger the numbers get on the podcast, the more snowflakes we'll have. It it's is part of it the is. game. Man. It is what it is. But yeah, dude. Ultimately, it's it's something that very few people will do. I can't sit here and say I'm a mil- I'm a millionaire. I I definitely know one thing is that I have the attitude needed, and then I just have to con- continue to be persistent. When I was knocking on doors and I was broke and busted, meaning mm-hmm. I had a couple thousand bucks in my bank account, I had maybe like. I don't know, maybe 10, 15, 10 grand, maybe eight, eight to 10 grand at the time in my pocket. In my mind, I was already rich, not with 10 grand, but I already knew like, I just have to do the work and I'm going to be there. All I have to do is follow millionaires or hecta millionaires, right? Or deca millionaires, whatever's in between and think of, okay, how are they playing the game? If they were in my shoes right now, what would they do? So while a lot of our friends, maybe at the time, or when I say friends, acquaintances, people you see on social media are having a great time on Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. What's gonna separate you? What's gonna separate you from being different? While they're going to party and schmooze and girls and sh- guys or whatever it is, right? While they're focused on that, what am I gonna do? So what I did in those days, I was studying real estate, I was studying marketing, I was literally studying my craft, I was working my ass off while everyone was having fun. So my old buddies, hey, you want to go hang out? I'm like, uh, I'm busy. You oh, lose you, them all. You're always busy, of course, because I got a dream, bitch. Mm-hmm. And then you wait, you wait until the, both of you are in your 40s and they're sitting there and they can't figure out how the fuck to pay their bills. And you're chilling with a cup of whiskey, your wife's there, your kids are there, and you're chilling. And listen, it's, it's all it's, about a decision. <clears throat> it's all about a choice. And we all have choices. And if you want to be a millionaire, you 100% can become a millionaire. It's a choice. It's a decision. Once mm. you make that decision, you put the, not the line in the sand. You know they say put a line in the sand? No, put a line in the cement. And you make a decision, I am a millionaire. 100%. Now, what do I need to do to become a millionaire? If you're, in realtor, if you're a realtor, how many houses do I need to sell? At what price? How many customers do I need? I need 100 customers a year. 
Perfect. Business as an example. Plan, business plan. Break the freaking math and say, okay, how do I get that? And you break it down to weekly, daily game plan. And every single day you wake up crushing your fucking goals. Sometimes you hit it. Sometimes you miss. But nothing gets in the fucking way of you becoming that millionaire. And if you have yes. that mentality, bro, you'll do it in two, three years. Very simple. Yep. I already have the business plan. It's, it's, it's oh, I, dude, I love this conversation, bro. Fucking love this conversation. It's the, listen, Phenomenal. it's the truth. I am the guy that love you, it. if you would have saw me at 19, 20 years old, you would have said this guy's never going to become successful in anything. But I didn't let those opinions affect and poison my mind. You understand? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm only a, an example for all you underdogs that you can actually fucking do it. That's it. And as much as you want, I've made millions of dollars building my businesses. And not because I'm lucky, because of God, mm-hmm. but because I was willing to put in the work and say no. It's the hardest word to say to our boys. No, man. That's the most important word. The more no's you can say, the more no's you can. It's not about looking for no's to say. It's about knowing in your gut that you want a certain thing and simply being able to say no to the thing and that's not going to. it's also about getting screw. no's also because you got to go through the rejection. Oh, for sure. You, you mentioned rejections a few minutes ago. I wanted you to go. Yeah. The floor. Keep, listen, keep going, if you baby. don't get. Listen, this is my opinion. Door-to-door, <laughs> if, if you have a chance to go do door-to-door sales, it's the best thing on the planet. Why? It's going to make you understand who the hell you are. Like, you know how many times I thought about quitting? Like, the thought of quitting, I'm like, fuck no. Hell no. I'm going to do this till I die. There was times where I'm knocking from 2 o'clock. I started at 2 o'clock, uh, 1 o'clock, knocking on doors. I have zero sales. It's 8.55. I'm with my buddy. I'm like, dude, he got a sale already. I'm like, I'm not leaving until I get a sale. It's, it's going to be 9 o'clock. I'm like, I'm not leaving until I get a sale. Usually the cutoff is about 9, 9.15. Like, after 9 o'clock, it's kind of weird to knock on somebody's door in New York. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? But Even I like, I don't give late. a shit. And then that day, I don't, never forget, 9 o'clock, boom, sale. How many Amazing. days? How many, and then you know what I felt? I felt like, thank God I didn't quit. So many people quit too early. I have a big picture in my house of this guy. I don't know if you've seen it with the guy oh, with the diamonds. I actually have dude, it Dude, we keep doing this. It's crazy we keep doing this. You keep mentioning something, and I, I – again, man. The frequencies I was, are I was, there. The vibrations I, are there, right? I was thinking exactly that with, with, the, with, the, with that sharp – I forget what they call it. And it's, the, a, the, it's, a, it's a pickaxe or whatever. Whatever it is, and he's and – he's, Correct. There's one guy in the top. This one guy at the top, and he's and he's digging, and he's almost there. He's almost there, and he go he walks the other way, and meanwhile there was a massive thing of gold or, or diamonds, whatever diamonds or whatever it was. And then the other guy is a lot further away, but he keeps going, and and, and it shows that he's the guy who who so quit close. was right here yep. for the guys in the camera. The 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 gold or the diamonds was the the cement or the stone that he needed to break away was centimeters away from that gift that gold that silver the diamonds that he needed to get to and he walked away. Yep, and most people quit too early. Oh, it's crazy. They give up so early, like they go through so much defeat. I call it temporary defeat, and they're not willing to I see keep it going. Everything, man. I see it in first of all, even in podcasting. Even though I'm new. I, I'll look at other people's podcasts that are, have similar numbers, and I'll look and I'll see how many episodes they've done. They did. They started, you know, nine months ago. They did another one four months later. Then they did like two more that month, the month after, and they did this and that, and like everything's all. If you want it to to be anything, you need that consistency. And I think, and and because most people who do any of these things, and it could be a podcast, it could be real estate, it could be a marketing company, they really don't believe in themselves. Yeah. They like the idea of it. They like how it sounds. Sounds good. Sounds it's like, good. It's like losing weight. Everybody, it sounds good to have nice. Diet is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. What do you mean? The concept of a diet where you you'll for 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 a month you'll eat healthy. Lifestyle. It, it, I was <laughs> doing this all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lifestyle, dude. It's amazing, man. You know what I eat every day? Like for example, this morning I woke up. I had a protein shake. I'm just thinking about what I ate today. Protein shake. 
then I had uh, my, my post-workout, right? Then I had sweet potato, broccoli, and chicken. I wanted to throw I, – I, I hate it. I, I, my girl makes it. I'm like oh. – I don't like sweet potato. I, I had. To, I, I mean, listen. I, I, I had to eat that. Right. And then my my lunch was. Um, I went downstairs, did a little barbecue, had some steak, right? Some nice protein with coleslaw. Like that's what I ate so far, and I had mm-hmm. a banana so far. I'm about to eat some nice good food after this. But like, if you think about it, like on a consistent daily basis, I'm literally, it's a lifestyle. Do I cheat? Do I have cheat meals? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Of course. But it's a cheat meal, yes. not a cheat week or yes. a cheat month yes. or a cheat year. That's the only time I cheat. <laughs> that's the only time you're legally allowed to cheat yeah. right and the more you the, but the, the funny thing is the more you do this where you eat healthy and it's important to have cheat meals so you don't lose your mind you it's know? a reward system yeah so you don't lose your mind because if you d- completely delete that ice cream or those things you love yeah. you'll burn out you're like I hate eating this stuff candles burn you out have that, if you, you yeah. don't burn out candles burn out no but, but you hear what I'm saying <laughs> but it's true though but, yeah, yeah but it's true though um, and, and that's what I've realized I have one friend though that's just absolutely nuts he uh, first episode we uh, he's the first episode I did my right. very very good friend Yoni nuts in when a good you started way. started in at the end of August very nice yep so he eats healthier than anyone I know he doesn't spice his food he eats he doesn't eat another level like, oh dude he's next level he it's just his brain he doesn't even doesn't even occur to him like he he enjoys his ice cream or whatever but he if if it was up to him when he was living with me just him and I. Unreal. He everything was plain. Like nothing had flavor. It's it, to me. It's to me. It's crazy. I always I always said this to him, but fit, I don't go that crazy. I need some spice. Yeah, He's gotta have some kind yeah, of taste. Yeah, Even my yeah. chicken today I had oh, to have dude, something. On dude, it. you don't have to tell me. Um, but at the end of the day, man, it's it's that's really what it comes down to. It's discipline in anything. It's discipline in anything. In anything. And it's. Uh, I mean, you've been through the IDF, so you understand right. discipline. I mean, it's yeah. not easy. You think you wanted to wake up every single morning at five o'clock in the morning worst, with somebody screaming in your face? Worst. No. Nope. All random times of the day. Random yeah. times of the day. You but wake you did up it. A, you wake up. But best thing I ever did because I can compare. The best thing about a military experience is that you can compare everyday things in your life and decide: is this as hard as that was? Is this as hard as being in a random bumblefuck desert? You're freezing cold from sweating. Yeah. You know, you were r- walking for miles. You stopped walking. Now you're, the sweat feels like you just showered. Wow. And now you're in a desert at night, and now it starts pouring rain, and you have nowhere to go, and you're just chilling there. <laughs> it sucks. But you compare that. But you had a beautiful vision, which is what kept you going. Yeah, dude. I, lo- I, I loved it because I was with my friends, and I was doing something I was passionate about. I came across the world to do it. And you compare it to things like nowadays when I'm doing something, I'm like, is this, is this as hard as that? No, not even close. I can do this. You know what? My, my brother served in the IDF also, both of them. And mm-hmm. he told me all the other day, like, I don't give a shit where I sleep. I can sleep in a, in a rock. I can sleep anywhere. It's crazy. And I understand that until I it's like, wow, anywhere. this guy's been, I've never been in the military. I always right, wanted, right. like I told you, like, I always, always wanted to be in the Marine Corps or right. Navy SEAL, something like that. And I just chose the business route, just what kind of took me into, into my life. But he, he, like, literally can sleep on a, on a, on a full He doesn't anywhere. care. It's I, crazy. Yeah. And that's actually a good trait to have because. Sometimes you're going to be put through life. Like, I slept in my car at 19. Like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I was busted, broke at that time. So, sometimes you got to go through certain situations that are going to humble you a little bit, and you have to go through it. Like, sleeping in a car, it's not easy. No. But if you think about it, it's not as bad as sleeping on a rock or sleeping. Yes, you have a car. At least I had a car, right? Yeah. Right? That's so, also another important thing we can go into. What? Gratitude and appreciating what you have. Oh, yeah. 100%. Huge, bro. dude. I can, I can come up with 50 things that I don't have. It's a simple, it's a simple half cup, uh, half full, half empty conversation. No, no, no. I know you could. What I mean is I'm not, and I never think about it. Yes. But can I? 
Yes, I can. If you choose but, to. But my brain, I, I've, I've focused my brain to always think about the good that I have. I have so countless good things in my life. What, am I, what do I focus on? You know, Whatever I don't have that I absolutely want that, that matters to me, I'm going to go get. Whatever I don't have that I don't really care about, I don't really care about. Anything you want in this world, if you really think about it. Like right now, look at this table. There's a cup. There's a remote. There's ginger ale. If you, this, everything is worth something. This costs probably a couple thousand bucks, a couple hundred bucks, thousand bucks, whatever it may be, right? There's money everywhere. There's abundance all around us. Right. The question is, do you want that abundance to be flowing through you, right? And a lot of times, people, they don't allow the abundance to flow through them. They deflect it with their negative thinking. Oh, all day. I can't get it. How, okay, what makes me so different than Bill Gates? Think about it. He's just ahead in life. He just created a bigger product that impacted millions and millions and millions of people. I haven't done that yet, so how can I expect to have the same thing that he has? Until I go impact millions of people the way he did, then I can say, you know what? I deserve to have that, that much abundance. But it's, you, the fact that you understand that will take you so much closer that to, to 100%. that as opposed to saying, oh, but he's Bill Gates. No, he's not. He, he's, he's Bill Gates. Uh, I'm Michael Baraya. Exactly. You have your own value to bring and to the table. And you are X, Y, or whatever you are. Exactly. So, but people look at, they have this bitter attitude. And they go, oh, yeah, Elon Musk. Why doesn't he give money to charity? Shut up. Like, he, he is, well, he's able to do what he damn well pleases. He's in a capitalist society. He made his money. Let him do as he wishes. And I want to say something about that also because people say, oh, capitalist society. Oh, he became rich off the efforts of other people. And I heard Bryn Shapiro say this. It's amazing, right? Some guy got on the show and said, oh, the pencil, a pencil would never be. The pencil would have never been created if the owner, if the if for for the worker, right? The pencil would have never been created if it wasn't for the worker putting the pencil together. And Ben Shapiro said to the guys, like, listen, you schmutch, you would have never. That guy would have never had a job if it wasn't for the employer, risking his capital, risking his house, putting the money, putting the time to build the infrastructure, buy the machinery, so you you can go build that pencil. Right. And he deserves the reward because bigger the risk. Bigger the reward. Elon Musk risked everything. 100%. If you know the story, he, put, he had a couple hundred million dollars, whatever he got from his PayPal thing. He took all that money, put it into Solar City, he put it into this, he put it into that. He put his, I don't know if that exact, exact scenario, but he took all his money and put it into everything because he believed in those visions. He believed in those future businesses. What about you? What did you do that risked your balls to the walls? What did you do to add <laughs> value to the Skittles community? Skittles off your stomach and watch Netflix. It's pretty much. Think yeah. about it. Yeah, dude. So, in my opinion, if you really want to become wealthy or successful in anything, you want to be a professional boxer, it's the same principles. The principles do not change. It's all mindset. If you can, if you can you become an IDF soldier, you can become wealthy if you choose to. Right. It's the same skill sets. Same There's disciplines. a guy, Charlie Harari, I don't know if you've heard of him, very popular guy in the Orthodox Jewish community, phenomenal speaker, very successful guy. And he mentioned, soldier specifically, but he, he was talking to a group of IDF soldiers. I, I watched this video. My my very close friend Mati's father. Uh, shout out to you, Mati. He started. Mati. He started. He was. He was. I met him in the army. So. He, <coughs> so he. Corona. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> so he, uh, his father started a wonderful, wonderful thing where a bunch of IDF soldiers get together virtually, and he has all different kinds of interesting people, Navy SEALs, wow. very famous people in all walks of life, and they interviewed Charlie, and Charlie said he's like to me. It's more valuable for me to employ or to hire someone who is in the IDF versus someone who has a college degree. 100%. Okay? And he says, because if you can take that same attitude, 100%. that same mindset, and bring it to any business, yep. you have, there is no limitation. When I, do, when I used so, to hire a bunch of my guys, I used to look for a few things, right? There's three things I look for. But if they had a sports background or a military background, I was like, I like that guy. 
even if they didn't do like, the highest levels of you know whatever it may be, I like that. Division three, division two, I didn't care. Because I knew that they knew something that an average Joey Schwimmer doesn't know. Mm-hmm. A college degree means shit to me. Nothing, dude. I have one. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, no disrespect. Sorry. No, I don't no, have no. a degree. I got you probably got more I'm degrees glad than I have it. I'm, sorry. I'm glad I have it. <laughs> I will probably never use it. What did you study? Yeah. A business, business degree, nothing crazy. Business degree. Yeah, I went to college like a year and a half dude. and dropped out. I don't know, dude. I never liked college. I did. I did pretty well. What school did you go to? Brooklyn College. I went to King. I went to community Kings? college for the first two years, Kingsborough. Oh, Brooklyn. Then I went to Brooklyn. Did you pay for it? No, financially. Smart man. Smart yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. They paid me to go to school. Me too. So community college. Well, I got, got paid. paid. It, I because I, I, I was in foster care, so they used to pay me an extra on top of the t- tap and fed. I think of federal. Fell, fell and tap. FAFSA, 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 whatever the hell it was back then. They pay me that plus the tap plus I got another five grand a semester because I wasn't foster care. Oh, the eyes, dude. So I used to get like 10 grand a year just for going to school, but then I couldn't do it, man. I went to LaGuardia College, man. I just couldn't do it. I understand. I, I, I really did not like college, dude. I, I, I hated it. I didn't understand myself to, to, to where I understand myself now, and, and that's simply that I need to have my own creative mind. So to, to quickly delve into that with real estate, I just made this marketing video. Had a blast with it. Loved it. It's already. I've already gotten some clients from it. I've been able to just come up with an idea, manifest it, make it happen. Simple, nothing complicated. With other things I was doing in the past, I couldn't use my creative mind nearly as much to, to my advantage. I was a waiter for eight years. What creativity could I really do? Make it hold a plate in, a, in an easier way. I'm not really? shitting Did on waiters. Really, you waiting for eight years? I was a waiter for eight years. Wow, yeah. my brother's actually, uh, they just got into it like a year, two, two years ago. Interesting. That's interesting. And they were making good money. They could restaurant from decent, like doing too much. I wasn't in a restaurant. I was doing like the little like 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 Jewish like uh, not oh, weddings. Oh, catering. Like yeah, catering? like little things. Yeah. If you so, want me asking, how much money can someone make in that? Like a grand, two grand a week. No, I made decent money. No, no. I mean, if you work all the time, but I was in school. Oh, half okay, you were school. school. Okay, okay. What I liked about it was it was it was uh, it was flexible in the sense where I can choose whether I want to take a job or not. Ah, okay, okay. You know, so it was it was good. I understand what you did. It was like a catering business, and they had like they needed events. They need a waiter. That. They need waiters. They call waiters. So my 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 guy, the head waiter, would be like, "Hey, you know, are you free? You want to do a job?" And when I was younger, man, you can ask my buddies. I was working all the time. We all the time, yeah, and there was little money. little money. It was one hundred twenty here, one hundred here. Five hour gigs, quick stuff. A lot of a lot of them were literally two seconds. Some of them were two hours. They made a hundred something bucks. Like for a guy in his you know late teens, early twenties, it was decent money. Yeah. Most kids that age aren't aren't even working in New York. They aren't even working. They're in school full time, whatever. So <laughs> I, man, so shit. I, dude, school when I was younger, when I was younger, and I was in school, and I slept through a nice amount of the classes, and I hated the classes. I went because I figured it was important and I should have a degree. But as I got older, and especially where I am now. College is meant for, for – it's not meant for entrepreneurs, man. It's not built no, for it. No. It's can, not. And can I be honest with you? There's nothing – like I said, there's nothing wrong with being an employee. So nothing. many – I can be honest with you. So many people beat themselves up because they really think that being an entrepreneur is the only way out. No, man. It's okay to be an employee. If that's right. what you want. Think about what you want. No, it's not you, about what I want. You have to be honest with what you actually want. Correct. I know friends that, that don't – they really don't care to have – forget about a lot of money – they're perfectly fine with 75k a year. Nothing they're wrong wa- with that. And th- and there and is that's no- what you want. There is nothing wrong with that. Exactly. If you legitimately want the simplicity, you're okay with it. You have enough to pay the bills. You can go on a vacation or two a year. Do I think it's stupid? Nothing wrong. Yes. <laughs> because your potential is you know if you like an example if you're able to make more why not? Especially if well, you're yeah, early but, 20s. So, so to play devil's advocate, a lot of the time their argument is about what point is it enough? Yada yada. For me, never. For me, why should it be enough? <laughs> the hell like the whole purpose of okay listen i want to say this quickly i didn't become a millionaire because of the money Mm. it's a game to me it's all a game 
Mm. Just like the stock market. You put 100 bucks in as an example, it makes 125. Then it goes to 99. It's a fucking game. Becoming a millionaire was just a target for me to build my own confidence. I need, for me at that time, 20, I became a millionaire at 27 years old. For me, I said, I have to be a millionaire before 30. Whatever I got to do, ethically and morally right, I have to do it. How, where, who, when, no idea. If I got to knock on doors so my knuckles fall off, I will do whatever I got to do. I knew that knocking on my own is not going to happen, but if I build a team and a company, aha, give them a good enough carrot, give them a good dream and vision to build with me, they'll make a lot of money, and I'll get a little bit off a lot of people, and guess what? It adds up to a gob. And that was the mindset. Did I know how it was going to happen? No, thanks to God he guided me the right way, but I said to myself, I have to, have to. Not net worth, all the bullshit. I need to have a million bucks in cash at that time. And that was my fucking target. So nothing fucking mattered. Party schmuck, like we talked about earlier. And when I made that as a goal, as a definitive goal, I wanted it so bad enough that I was willing to not sleep, work 17 hours a day. I did not give a shit because I wanted that. To prove to me. That you I didn't give a shit. I didn't buy myself crazy shit. I don't have a crazy shit. The only thing I have right now is nice is my apartment and my watch and a couple other things. I don't care about this sexy shit. I'm wearing freaking... $30 pants, $100 shoes. I don't care. This is express. I don't give a fuck. What I really cared about was getting my confidence up because my confidence was so low, worse than an amoeba when I was 17, 18 years old. And I needed to prove to me that I'm worth it. Can I do it? And you know what's crazy? When you go from 100K to 250 to 500 to a million to plus, whatever it may be, your confidence goes flying through the roof. And now I believe in me. I did it for a game. It's beautiful. That's the only reason why I did it. I don't give a fuck about what people think. Mm-hmm. If people think I'm a broke God, I don't give a shit. I care about me and me. It's about what you say to yourself when you're literally, literally waking up, looking in the mirror. You versus you, baby. That's it. And when you fill that confidence bucket to the max, dude, opportunities are going to flock to you. That's where the abundance keeps, kicks in. Abundance I is all over you. I love this, dude. I love this. This conversation is phenomenal. And Thank hopefully you. whoever listens to this doesn't just Beautiful. listen to this shit. They, will. they go Most out and apply. Will. Most people won't. I Most have more faith won't. in that. I have more faith in that. They're going to go out there and apply. I want to say that. It's not a matter of being a pessimist. It's just, it's, I, I don't even like to say reality because I, I hate, I really correct. started to hate the word realistic. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. shitty word. I agree. It's a really shitty word. It's a box. It's a very in the box little realistic. I hate it. You know no? what was realistic? If you really think about it, I should have been shot, should have been killed, should have been dead. That's realistic. Right. One of my friends ended up in jail, you know, and I want to say for what, but he ended up in jail for, you know, manslaughter. This is at 17 years old. He came out at 24 years old. I bumped into him in a barbershop. Guess where he is right now? Back in there. Why? Because the things that he learned, the, the paradigms that he had, that he learned, just ended him, got him to the same spot. It's sad. But that was his choice. Right. And I love him to death. I hope he literally can make it out of there again and really pick his life back up. But who knows, right? Think about it. He made a bad decision. Nobody told him to drink. Nobody told him to go do drugs and by accident kill somebody. But that's it was what an happened. accident. It was an accident. It wasn't on purpose. It was a mass loader. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, so it sucks. But that was him at 17 years old. He got out at 24. He had a second chance. I don't know what happened after that, but I think some of the things that he picked up in there, he learned a few tricks, I guess. I don't know, and it got and caught again. By the way, now that you're mentioning prison, I have, I interviewed, you should definitely check out this episode. His name is Kos Marte. Shout out to you, Kos. There's a, such an interesting human being. Real quick, he was. You got to check it out. He did a. You ever hear? Have you ever heard of Vice? Vice is this journalism company. This uh, they have Vice City GTA. (laughs) They have YouTube Miami Vice. I used to play GTA. They have YouTube videos, uh, incredible YouTube videos, unbelievable. They interview ISIS members. They interview uh, hitmen. They interview cartel members. members. Yes, dude. They shit. They go places. Where do you find those people now? I don't even know how they get in front of them. It's crazy. Anyhow, the most 
interesting video. So they, I saw him on this documentary. It has about 3 million views, I think. Here's the quick story. He was a drug dealer in his teens in New York. Wow. He, it was, he made millions selling drugs. He found ways to deal drugs. He really treated it like a business. He had business cards. He was he wasn't <laughs> business cards yes, for drugs. Yes, he wasn't Shit, selling. Man, he wasn't, catch me. We catch me if you can. Right. He wasn't selling to to uh, just random people. He was yeah, selling yeah. to uh, he was selling to wealthy people on Wall Street. Okay. The feds eventually caught him. Went to prison for six years. Got out. Decided to open a gym called Con Body. And all of the people he hires, all the personal trainers that work for the company are ex-cons. Wow. And he has another business that he that he started called Second Chance Studios, which helps people that, that come out of the prison system to get well-paying jobs. So his focus, his real dream after spending all that time in prison, he didn't just come out and just, oh, I'll take whatever I get. No, he, he created his life. He took what he, what, what, what screwed him over, what all the bad decisions he made, he, he turned them into a good decision. And he's not only doing that, but he's he's helping these prisoners and ex-cons not go back to where yeah, they were. That's amazing because a lot of and them do end up back. Yeah, and that's exactly why I, I mentioned this. So it's incredible what he's doing, man. That's awesome. Because I mean, most, most do. It's, it's difficult. Listen, you know, your habits, right? I always say this. The way you think is going to determine the way you speak. Right. The way you speak is going to determine the way that you act. The way that you act is going to determine your habits. Your habits are going to determine who you are and your character. And your character determines your destiny. But can you change your destiny? Yes, you can. Go work backwards. It starts with the thoughts. How do you change your thoughts? The things that you're putting in your mind. I call the ABCs, the audios you listen to, or the auditory stuff, the B, the books, and C, the CDs, the audios. Like I say CDs, guys, who listen to CDs back in the day. Nowadays, kids don't even know what the hell CDs are. It's crazy, remember But that. like audios, like what are you putting into your brain? Like when I wake up every single morning, I don't know, what time do you wake up? Six. Six. I wake up at five, five thirty, okay. six, depending on the morning. Mm-hmm. Right? Usually it's five thirty. I wake up. Do I have to wake up at five thirty? No, I literally have nothing to do, but I wake up at five thirty just for the to be honest, a little quick story. In November, I told my girl, I'm going to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. She's like, well, I'll see how, this, how long this lasts. I'm like, oh, really? You challenged me? Perfect. Yeah. Guess what? Every day I'm waking up at 5.30, just for the fuck of it. Yeah. And I create all my habits. So before 9.30, I finish all my habits. So what I do, I wake up, do my protein, do my vitamins. That's one habit out of the way. Get my health ready. Then, brush make my your, teeth. You make your bed? No, I don't make my bed. I think it's a waste of time, my opinion. Really? 100%. I, don't, I know you learned the idea to make a bed. Here's the thing. I don't ah. put the blanket over the bed in the corners. I fold, I fold I my I don't blanket. because if you do, there's a lot my, of dust and mites on top of the shit. If you just leave it, let it let the sun kill it. I fold it. Oh, you I fold, fold my stuff. blanket. What do you mean? I fold my blanket. Oh, you Same fold your blanket. I fold it. I put it in the front of the bed. But I do it every morning. That's your habit. Yeah. No, my that's, habit? That's the first thing I do when Maybe I wake Maybe because my dad disciplined me to do that shit when I was younger. I hated it. I don't know. It's just like a reactive thing. So you just but leave the blanket? Oh, I leave it. Yeah, I leave it. My, my, my girl usually, you know, she'll take care of it okay. throughout the middle of the day, if anything. But I don't care if she does it or not. Like, to yeah, me, no, it doesn't for matter. me, I, to see my bed, like, in order. Because <laughs> you come from the military background. Me, it's... There's a lot of guys who've been in the military who I don't think necessarily do that. Oh, probably most do, I guess. I mean, but listen, you, you learned that probably, how, like, that skill because they look at every little detail. You know, detail is very important in the military. But mm. for me personally, you know what's crazy? I used to hear this. I'm just curious something crazy. I used to hear that you have to wake up early to become successful. You probably heard that, right? Yeah. And I hated that because I used to love waking up at 9, 10 o'clock. So throughout my whole career of building my business, guess what time I used to always wake up? 9, 10. I became a millionaire without waking up early. And I just wanted to prove to everybody on the fucking planet, you don't have to wake up early to become successful. That's some bullshit. Is it better? My opinion, I think it's way better. It puts you in an advantage, gives you a little edge, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. So a lot of the shit you guys hear or read, don't take it. Take it with a grain of salt. Like you don't have to. It's that. 
this rigid. It's so fluid. Your life can be so fluid. Just do what you say you're going to do. Keep the promise that you say you're going to keep and fucking go. That's why I wake up 5.30 in the morning because I made a promise that I'm going to do it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me keep so it. Your girl calls you out and you couldn't let her, you couldn't let her be right. <laughs> it's not about letting her be right at the end of the day. It's just <laughs> I had to prove it to me because I, I never did it in my life. I'm like, you know what? I never really woke up early. Let me fucking do it. I love waking up early now. I used to hate it. I love it, bro. I love it. I love I, it. Especially walking to the gym when it's still dark outside. That's what I do. Quiet. It's serene and listening to my music. Best thing. So a lot of the time, I'll finish my workout and it's the sun's coming up. I'm taking a walk back. Oh, Hell yeah. Especially we're, we're in Florida, so it's amazing, right? So like after my Paris. vitamins, after my protein, I go do my goals quickly for five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I pray to God. What are those goals? Okay. So my, 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 my goals, I pretty much have about ten different goals that I put that are either in the next six months, 12 months, five years. Just things that I know are going to excite the shit out of me. Okay. So like, for example, one of the things I write, I have $10 million in liquidity. That's one of the short-term goals that I want to have, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or as an example, I'm 175 pounds with 7% body fat. As you can hear me saying it, I'm not saying I will have or I will one. No, no, no. I already have it. I just need time to catch up with it. Right. I got it. I'm just waiting for time to literally catch up for me to have that, that abundance. Uh, so I write down my goals. I go pray, put on my tefillin. I love how you said that, waiting for time, because you know it's, you are it already. It's happened. It's happening. It's just a matter. It's going to take time. It's, it's as it's simple a, as that. It's time is the only thing that's stopping me from actually having it right now, this moment. Because the work ethic I'm going to put. And the funny thing is, let me real quick. It, because you have that attitude, it's likely to happen a lot faster than you, than you it think it does. will. It always does. I, I, I honestly Because you're putting yourself in that position. It's simply like when you go outside and you find a $100 bill. Yeah. You weren't lucky. It's because you went outside. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, people could say, oh, but you were lucky that you were there at the time. It's like. But if you stayed at home all day, someone else is going to pick up that hundred bucks. You know what's crazy? So, I actually found twenty bucks last week, riding my bike. I always find money. It's crazy. I always—I don't know why. I always find money somewhere. Find money. I, I literally find five dollars, twenty dollars. I once found three hundred bucks. Now, if I have Where a are you wallet, walking around, bro? <laughs> I tell you, listen. What you say to yourself, the thoughts that go into your mind are vibrations that will attract, and you get everything it's you want. Amazing. It's beautiful. It, you I get love- everything you fucking want. You caught me because you thought about somehow, some way to have this kind of conversation. This I'm is here. why, dude, this podcast is, you have no idea, dude. It makes me so happy. You have no Keep idea. Keep doing it. Oh, dude. Everyone That's why knows. I love coming on a podcast because I love adding some kind of value. It's not about me, guys. Who gives a shit about me? You probably don't remember my name. Mm-hmm. But what you do remember is the feeling that we gave you. You do remember the conversation that we had. And you're going to go out there and impact somebody and go apply the things that we just talked about. And they're going to enjoy you yelling at them, dude. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Who actually, let me know in the comments if you actually enjoy me yelling at you. <laughs> dude, <laughs> you it's, it's phenomenal, right? dude. You have such good in, in, you have such good intensity, man. It's so. I appreciate it. It's awesome. I love let it. Let me it, finish it, my it habits. You want to hear my habits? Yes. So check this out. Did the vitamins, did the goals, did the protein, right? Did my prayer to God because at the end of the day, for me, gra- gratitude is very, very important. I love to say thank you. And I, and I don't ask God, give me, give me, give me. I'm like, maybe 1% to 2% of me is asking. 98% of it is me saying thank you so much for giving me. Thank you so much. Like being so grateful because I know that I'm nobody, man. Like who am I? I'm Michael Barai. I'm just a schmutch that kind of made it through New York, figured it out somehow, some way, built a company. Like I don't feel like I'm this fucking big egotistical guy. I'm just very grateful that you picked me because you could have picked someone else. Yeah. You picked me. Thank you. So I say thank you, right? 10, 15 minutes, I do some prayer. Uh, then I go to the gym from 6 to 7. And during the gym, I have my, my headphones on. I don't listen to music. Like, you could tell me about the newest songs. I'll probably know here and there because somebody may play it, but I don't listen to music. Me personally, in the gym, I look, I listen to YouTube. YouTube videos, podcasts, real estate, something around, uh, along those lines to educate myself in the gym. So while I'm pumping some iron, I'm learning something. Right, kill two birds with two stones. I, I would, I've done that before, but I need the music. I would say I need. I'm sure I can do that as I, well. I, I used to say I, the same I, thing. Oh, I, I train my mind 
on how to not need the music, but the information I'm getting from the podcast fires the shit out of me. And I don't eat, by the way, before the gym. Me neither. I don't either. I used to think I needed to eat. You said you had protein before the gym? Well, second I wake up, I need some protein in my in my in my in my Interesting. system. Interesting. I do the protein after because the muscle I do it rips. also. I do it after also. So I do it before, not like bullshit protein. I have Isopure, which is basically, hey, you gotta you gotta pay me, motherfuckers, for to promote your shit. <laughs> Zero calories. <laughs> that, protein's, that protein I have over there is phenomenal. Yeah, though. but I don't Optim- do powder. I do nutrition. the bottle one. So the liquid, so it's complete liquid. So it's like zero. It's like I think it's like ten calories, and it's just forty grams of protein. But I drink half of it, so twenty grams. Um, and that's what I, you know. It's kind of. Helps with the muscle recovery, whatever. You definitely don't need any any um, pre workout. <laughs> no, I am pre workout. Go, come on! I am pre workout, baby. Amazing. You need some mabla, baby. Amazing. Uh, so I do the gym, do the do YouTube stuff, and then while I'm walking back to the gym, which is like a five minute walk for me, uh, I put on my self talk, which is basically me rec- me actually record. I recorded myself for five minutes with all my goals and all the things I want to accomplish in present tense. I'm literally programming my brain while I'm walking back to the gym or walking to the gym, depending on the day, right? Mm-hmm. Then I go upstairs. I either go swimming downstairs because my building has a swimming pool. I either go downstairs to swim or I go bike riding for about 20, 20 minutes. And during that bike ride, I'm listening to an audiobook. So think about all the things I've already done. It's already 7.45 by now. Then I go upstairs. I eat. I shower. It's already 8 o'clock. I read my book. You've accomplished so much already. I yeah. literally accomplished. While someone is cracking open their eye like this, I literally accomplish everything I need to accomplish. But, that, but you, that's the thing. You can't deny that waking up early for that specific reason. It's huge. That's the Those only two reason. hours you've accomplished so much by the time someone's like. 100%. That's the only reason why I believe it's actually better to wake up early than later. But if you want to wake up later and still become yeah. successful, you can. It's just that all those habits I talked about, I did it throughout the day. There's more you distraction understand? also. Because uh, there's Correct. It, if more people are up, you're more likely to get a random text yes. of friends going to send you some memes, yes. yada, yada, yada. That's so. the only reason why I say wake up before you know, uh, before 9 o'clock or whatever, early in the morning, because you'll have a chance to kind of have no one bother you, because who the hell is going to message me at 6 in the morning? No. Nobody. Yeah. Right? That's the only, and only, only people only. who do are usually like-minded people. That's the funny Correct. Thing. Correct. Like, I sometimes start messaging some of my team members or whoever, like, literally at 7 in the morning, I'm like, oh, shit, so he's still waking up. Like, I forget. I'm like, sorry, bro. Like, I texted my lawyer the other day, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, he's like, it's so early, man. I'm like, oops. <laughs> like it was like 7.15 or 7.30. But um, that's pretty much the habits. And the last habit is the course. I go through my, I go through some kind of course. I usually buy courses all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I educate myself. So those are the habits that I put in place for me. Most people don't do that. You know what I mean? And the 100%. habits are very important. So if you want to change your life, change your habits. You want to change your habits, change the way you think. Reprogram your brain. Your brain is the most powerful. We hear this cliche shit. Your brain is the most powerful thing in the world. We've, you, we, you and I have been saying a lot of quote-unquote cliche shit. But to me, I can hear it a f- million times, and it's as if I never heard it before. And I know it. I know, I, like you've said, a lot of things I've heard before. But the, just to hear it again, it fires me up to it. I love it. I can hear it again and again and again and again. One of the things I learned from a successful eat. entrepreneur, his name is Ed Milet. He says that during his career Ed for the past 40 him. years, he's learned that he gets, it's always the same fucking message. But he has to change the creative side of it so that people can hear it at a different angle. That's very smart. You understand? I, 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 by the way, I totally, I subconsciously know that already. Yeah. Because if you keep saying the same, like for example, my shit, for example, may sound like, for example, I used to always say, earn your pillow, earn your pillow, right? Which is basically you going at the end of the day looking at your fucking pillow saying, you know what? I earned you, bitch. And you knock out. If you cannot knock out like this, outside of, you know, having some, you know, some, you know, some sleep, some issue, or sleep issue or whatever, like a normal human being, if you cannot fall asleep right away, it's because you haven't earned it. Like, you got to go out there and put everything on the line so that by the time you get home and look at your pillow, you're like, oh, I did everything I was supposed to do today because that one day adds up, compound effect, to the end goal that I want to accomplish. That's a happiness crack out. There are a lot of people who crack out because they're just mentally drained from unhappiness. So they, they just crack out and they're just 
They're miserable. That sucks. Yeah. So earning your pillow, I always say that. But now, instead of me saying, I still say earn your pillow, but now I say work smarter versus work harder. It's the same shit, but it's mm-hmm. a different angle, right? So sometimes people need to hear things from a different angle, from a different voice. Maybe I need to scream at you, right? Because nobody ever screamed at you probably or raised their voice at you. So you're a little, little wimpy right now. My grandmother has definitely done that. She's yeah. you hear her from it's just a five blocks away. It's just a different angle, bro. Just a different angle. <laughs> and most sure. people, most people they, don't, they, they hear the same shit over and over and over again. And the second they hear it, like from a different voice, different angle, someone they you know respect or aspire to be, just oh my god, that's so amazing. Uh, that's what everyone's been telling you for the past sixteen years, buddy. So just a little bit different. I like to put a little bit different of different spice spin, in my shit. For sure, different spin. Yeah, just to kind of my whole goal is to inspire millions of people, and I know how I'm gonna do it. The, I was I thought I was gonna do it with my marketing company, my door to door team, which I did. I inspired a lot of them. A lot of them made a lot of money, mm-hmm. six figures. Some of them ended up making seven figures, but. Long story short, like for me, for me personally, I knew I it was a cap there. The only way I was going to do that right now, and I th- thought about it very, very much so last year and this year, is I have to do it through coaching. That's the only way. Because that's like, obviously marketing myself and putting myself out there. That's the only way I can really, really, really aspire entrepreneurs to hit the next level. And I don't want to help someone that's like, like learning how to sell or how to whatever. I'm looking for people that already are good. Six figures already, they're already at six figures and they want to learn how to get to seven or they're at seven figures. They want to learn how to get to eight. Like I have a, I have a few clients that are seven figures right now and they want to get to the eight figure mark because there's something holding them back. So we're breaking down what they need to do to get them to the eight figures. Does that make sense? So it all depends on where you're at. But if you're literally under six figures and you don't know what the hell to do, work, do something, Mm -hmm. do something every single day. Like you, I saw your goal. I love it, bro. That board, I used to have, I, by the way, the other board, that, that's a little baby board. The one in my office is a lot a lot better. Yeah, but you have to have that, that visualization. Non-negotiables, like, example, non-negotiables. This, this nice little goat right here. I mean, it's, it seems funny, but to me, what I thought about when I came in here, I was like, that's awesome. He, put, he brings the best goats in the industries and brings them here to talk to them. Like, dude, that's what I thought. See that, yeah. You know, the cat, I was like, it's a, it's a cool podcast, man. Like that, that, it can be whatever you want. Yeah, it is what it is. It I know is you it. heard me. This is basically like this is for snowflakes to say, listen, we heard you, but you little snowflake. You can look at it however you want. Th- by the way, that's why I, I kind of got these because they're random as fuck. By the way, read that one. That was awesome. I can tell by your sarcastic undertones, rude comments, and sheer lack of common decency that this shit. That we should be friends. It's <laughs> great, no? No, thank you, man. Just kidding. So, Just kidding. So they're they're all they're all they're all dope, man. They're all how you how you interpret them. This is this is my this is the favorite for sure. A lot of people a lot of people comment on that one. You so, know what reminds me of that that social uh, uh, that meme that video meme. Oh that yeah, 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 the goat. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You got to use it a lot. You have to. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Thank you so much for coming, brother. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolute I appreciate pleasure. you. Pleasure. You, you, you. It, what I loved was that there wasn't an awkward moment for a second. Everything was so natural. I, I, I love what you have to say. I love your attitude. It's just, it's a fin- it's, it's good, great energy to be around, man. Keep doing you. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it, man. You can find me at Michael underscore Barai for those of you that love me screaming at you. Just kidding. All social media, <laughs> all social media will be attached so people can check you out. Sounds good. Already. Thanks for coming again, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank As you. As always, stay tuned for another episode of Soothing Semantics. Don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe, share with the friends, with the fam, with the dog, with the cat, and I will see you next time. Thank you.